Welcome to Real Talk with Rachel. Today you're listening to Talk Therapy, a short segment of the show that releases at the beginning of the week to allow space for God to move in our hearts and speak into our lives. Well, the February series that we've been doing is all about restoring relationships. So far, we've covered restoring relationships with ourselves, God, marriage, and friendships. Now, if you missed any of those, please go back and tune in. They're all 10 to 15 minutes at most. And I just think every single one of those are so important. Now, every week, I personally have seen fruit and breakthrough in the relationships that we prayed over. So I hope that you have too. And if you have, I would love it if you would send us a message or of course, leave us a review. Tell us your testimony. It is just encouraging to hear what God is doing in you through this podcast. All right. If you are excited to find out what our final topic is, drum roll, please. It is your choice. Now, let me explain this for a second. As I prayed about what the final relationship focus should be, of course, things that are relevant to me came to mind, like my kids or extended family members. However, I know that many of you listening may not be able to relate to those. So I felt the Holy Spirit say, ask them what relationship I want to restore. And I sense that he's going to ask you to bring up a hard relationship. You know that relationship, the one that you want to avoid. And friends, I know it can be scary to go there, but I just want to encourage you when the Lord takes us somewhere, he doesn't send us on our own. He comes with us. He goes on the journey with us. So you don't have to be afraid to go to those hard spaces if he says it is time to bring that thing up. So before we begin, let's go ahead and just pause and ask God, what relationship are you bringing up today? I imagine that immediately somebody came to mind for you. Now, I want you to think about that person, or it could be a whole group of people, as I read this month's key verse from 1 Corinthians 13, 4. It says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Now, the part of this verse that stuck out to me as being relevant to relationships for today's episode is that love is not resentful. I have to tell you, as I sat down to write some bullet points for today's episode, I didn't expect it to go this way, but the Holy Spirit swooped in. I love when he swoops in. Don't you just love that when the Holy Spirit does that? And he highlighted that resentment part because we're talking about a hard relationship today, whatever that one is for you in your life. And he highlighted that resentment piece. So resentment is a sneaky weed that lodges itself into the soil of our hearts, oftentimes without us even knowing it. In fact, sometimes we can feel resentment towards someone, and we actually don't have a solid reason as to why. I've experienced this a lot in my life. Well, not a lot, I should say. Definitely in close relationships. You know, times when um, my husband and I's marriage feels a little bumpy, usually, very, very often, we both have weeds of resentment 
sprouting up in our hearts. And they started with simple little silly things that all of a sudden they just kind of took over. So it did likely, a lot of times resentment starts with a small weed, um, something you thought you could just overlook. You know, I, I like to think about weeds because if you think about weeds in your own garden or in your own lawn, it's easy to overlook them when they're small. But when they start to grow and take over the beauty of your garden, you're kind of like, oh, wow, we need to do something about those weeds. Those are out of control, right? But here's what happens to those weeds in our hearts. It gets watered every single time that that person does or said something that strikes that same chord of resentment. I'm not sure if you know this or not, but in our lives, whatever we water grows. So if you water resentment, it's going to grow. If you water good things, you know, thoughts of good and not evil and different positive things in our life, that's what grows. That's just a key principle across the board no matter what, but especially in relationships. So before we know it, that relationship is being choked by resentment and it will eventually die. That's what resentment does to relationships. Not only does it kill the relationship, it really kills your own heart. And here's what I mean by that is I hesitated to say such a strong statement. And here's why. Because sometimes those weeds can just choke things out so much in our heart that when you start to feel off and you feel like, man, I just don't have the same level of joy that I used to have in my life. It makes me always stop and go, what's going on in my heart? It always comes back to our heart, friends. Always, always, always. That's why Jesus talked about the heart a lot. The Bible throughout the entire word talks about the heart because it is the wellspring of our life. Okay, so of course, I've got to give you some practical things on this topic of resentment in these relationships. And here is... A couple, I just came up with two questions. There's obviously a lot of things you could do, but I like to keep things simple. To check for resentment in your relationships, I want you to ask these two questions. Number one, what comes up immediately when I think of this person? Okay, so that person that we just mentioned that the Holy Spirit said, hey, this is the one I want you to think about. Sometimes the Lord will bring up relationships, even past relationships that you don't even know where that that person could be so far gone from your life. Not so much for us to restore that relationship. I'm not sitting here saying you need to go back and somebody that was your friend 10 years ago, you need to find them on Facebook. No, not what I'm saying. I'm saying if that person still has a piece of your heart, we need to bring restoration within yourself towards that person. Okay, so what comes up when you think of that person? If your heart rate speeds up or maybe you get a knot in your stomach, you kind of feel sick to your stomach, we call this a physical response to a psychological problem, then you might have a root of resentment. Notice I said might because, of course, sometimes that can also happen with people you have trauma bonds with and things like that. So I'm not talking about abuse or anything like that in this. I'm talking about resentment, okay? I just want to be clear about that. Now, the second thing you can ask Can you talk about it? Can you talk about it? If when this person comes to mind, you just want to go, you shut down and you're like, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, we were friends, but no. You know, you kind of just shut down. You don't want to talk to anybody about it. You don't even want to think about it. And y'all have heard me say this before. I'll be saying it till the day I die. If you can't talk about it, it owns you. All right, so we've got to talk about it. So that leads me to our second part of this that's practical, the fix for resentment. 
first thing, talk about it. <laughs> I just shared it there. Talk about it. Uh, I like to start with God when it comes to talking about this stuff because he, first of all, he can take it. He already knows what's happening in our heart. I think sometimes we want to buffer the things we say to God thinking, oh, you know, I can't imagine telling God that I really can't stand that person. That just seems so rude. And I'm supposed to be a great Christian. You realize he already sees that thought floating around in your head, right? Even if you don't put voice to it, he sees it. He sees what's happening in your heart. And so when we bring this stuff to him, I think it honors him because he goes, wow, she finally trusts me with this. She finally says, I know you're the only one who can fix this. So you're, it's like you're laying it at the feet of Jesus when you bring it to him. But secondly, he is like the very best uh, one to talk to that will not go blabber to other people. Your secrets are safe with God. I love my other favorite thing about talking to him. And I also love talking to God too, because he fixes the areas of my heart that need fixing, right? It always, there's always something in my own heart. Even if that other person 100% wronged me, there's still some responsibility that I can take for my side of things. And then, of course, after you talk to God, talk to trusted friends. Now, I have to give a caveat here, not to gossip. This is not a right to gossip. And, and that's why I said trusted friends, friends who will sharpen you, friends who will challenge you maybe on the topic or who will sit with you in it if you need to be, you need somebody just to sit with you, that kind of a friend, not just for the sake of gossip, okay? Of course, you know, I'm a fan as a therapist, you need to go talk to your therapist about it. If this is coming up and it has a stronghold on you, go find somewhere safe that um, with somebody who is unbiased, who maybe doesn't know the other person, you know, and who can really just help you sort that out. And then finally, if it is applicable and if this person is still in your life, talk to the person. Did you notice how I made that the last thing that you do? And here's why. There is something powerful that comes with, processing your very vocal emotions before you actually talk to the person who you're upset with. Now, I'm not necessarily referring to, I feel like there's so many caveats in today's message, so I hope you're getting the key takeaways. But you know, if it's your spouse and they did something that you had already asked them not to and you're feeling resentful, just go straight, straight to your spouse. You don't need to go talk to friends and then go talk to a therapist and then to your spouse. No, just talk to your spouse. But I will say this, you should always talk to God first. I will stand on that. I will stand firmly on my belief in that. Even if it's a under your breath before, you know, you have five seconds to say, God, I'm frustrated right now. I'm hurt right now. Please help me to see things the way you do. Something as simple as that. It does not have to be a whole thing in your prayer closet for five hours. Just going to God first before you go to the person that you need to bring this restoration with will, I promise, buffer that conversation so well because you'll get to release some stuff. And I almost feel like it's also just like you're going into battle and you go to your commanding officer and you're like, help, what do I do? What should I say? And it's almost like he puts this covering over you that gives you the words to say and it aligns your heart with his and it helps you to take whatever words come from that conversation and just receive them with grace and with love, like we've been talking about all month from our key verse. And then the second fix for resentment, bless and release. This is something I do a lot with people that I've had, and this is very in particular 
any of the relationships that might have come up for you that those people are no longer in your life and and it's healthy for them to no longer be in your life, you know, that you shouldn't be going out and seeking a restoration with them in the day-to-day, but maybe you just need restoration in your own heart with them, I bless and I release them. So you take their name. Uh, let's pretend I'm going to make up the most, we'll, we'll, we'll say John because of John Doe. We want to keep this as uh, bias-free as possible here. So let's say John is the one that came to your mind. I, I would start my day saying, Father, I bless John and I release John to you, right? And so it's just that act of saying, this person hurt me. I have a root of resentment towards this person, but God, I refuse to sit in that resentment. I refuse to let that resentment run my day, run my week, run my month, and run my life, right? And so we bless that person and we release them to God, right? We bless and release, bless and release. And my friends, I understand there are some people in your life, you might have to do this every day, sometimes multiple times a day. And that is just such a freeing thing to be able to bless and release them. So let's pray. Father, I thank you that relationships are your idea. God, I thank you that we've been able to spend this month just focusing on relationships that you want to restore, but also focusing on the things you want to restore in our own hearts, towards you, towards ourselves, towards others. So God, I just speak to every single person who is sitting under the sound of my voice, and I just speak a blessing over them and their relationships. I ask you show them the weeds of resentment that might have taken root in their heart that you want to uproot today. Give them the boldness to lean into those things. Father, we bless and we release anybody that is taking up space in our heart that you say today is the day you need to bless and release them. I just pray, God, that this um, restoration continues all year, not just this month, but all year. This will be a year of restoration and relationships. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Well, friends, that concludes our episode for today. I really do pray this series on relationships being restored has blessed you. I am believing with you for the restoration wherever you need it most. I know only you and the Lord know that, but I'm just in agreement with you. As always, thank you for tuning in, and I will see you back here next time on Real Talk with Rachel.